superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Do you see whose name is everywhere? Rich Eisen. It's a persona for everybody. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And then what about the timing of this, Bruce Feldman? What about Urban? Because obviously USC doesn't have to make a move right now. If he is 0-9 or 1-11, or it wouldn't surprise me if he had, man, I don't need this. Today's guests, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, Oregon Duck Center Alex Forsythe, Two-time Oscar nominee, director Ken Burns. Plus, actor and comedian John Lovitz. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here on a Wednesday between weeks one and two of the National Football League and college football getting set for another big weekend and all of us hanging out as one big happy family here on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 211 and on Odyssey and this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate having us in your world because they're really, really smart radio people. <laughs> yes. Good to see you over there, Chris hey, Brockman. Rich, what's up, man? Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. How are you? Good, Rich. DJ Mikey D, as in Nick Saban. We'll talk about that <laughs> later on on this show. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. How are you? I'm fantastic, Rich. And yourself? I am just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I live in California. And we all are sitting here on this happy Wednesday, getting ready for the Chargers welcoming the Cowboys this weekend. Yeah. And then the Rams in that state. It's just one after another. And the new SoFi State is going to have one game after another until it's the Super Bowl. I can't wait. This okay. is great. We're, great. we're literally in this studio eight minutes from the stadium that the it's Super close. Bowl is going to be played in later on this year. Uh, 90 million weeks from now, which is great. We've only played one. It's the largest regular season ever. And and that's where, you know, we start this program. Um, we start this program uh, looking over the steering wheel, but uh, also right here in front of us over the dashboard uh, at uh, directly what's in front of the, the car. And uh, I normally week two is all about avoiding being 0-2. And I... I will read off the statistics for teams making the playoffs at 0-2 and 1-1. And, and it is just a major big difference. No two ways about it. Since 1990, this is how far back we're going. We're going back to 1990, way before the triplets started winning Super Bowls. So that's how long ago it was for Dallas. And... I'm looking at the numbers, and of the 442 teams that started one and one in that time period, 184 of them made the playoffs. That's a hit rate of 41.6%. That's your chances of the previous 30 years of 31 seasons of football. You start one and one, you got a 41% chance, 42 if you want to round up. Of making the playoffs. 
Of the 258 teams that started 0-2, only 30 of them made the playoffs. That's it. 3-0. We do the math for you here. 11.6%. Very <laughs> simple. 30% difference. Almost a third of a chance better of making the playoffs by winning week two after losing week one than by starting with a two-game losing streak. The last 0-2 teams to make the playoffs in the NFL goes back to 2018. The Texans and the Seahawks did it in the same year. That's it. Didn't happen last year. Didn't happen the year before. Now then, as we all know, certainly because we say it on NFL Network every three minutes, <laughs> this is the largest season ever. It's the biggest season ever. There's a 17th regular season game. So I don't know how skewed these numbers will be because there's one extra chance of you to dig out of that hole. They're giving you one extra shot. Don't know if it's going to be any difference. But the bottom line is, if you're 0-1, it'd be a good idea to win this weekend. <laughs> and I have come up with, instead of just focusing on one particular team, I have come up with four teams that can least afford to lose this weekend and go to 0-2 in the 2021 season. Mike Del Tufo, hit it, please. This is how we're going to start. And we start with the Green Bay Packers. I know it's R-E-L-A-X, and I know that I said that this is a team that can absolutely be just fine and dandy. But if they lose in front of the entire country to the Detroit Lions on Monday night, that would be two clunkers in a row to start this season. And I know I'm kind of slagging on the Lions a little bit when I say it would be a clunker, as opposed to the Lions matching snap for sap snap the intensity of a team that made the nfc championship game last year in the first home game the first home game of aaron Rodgers back as a green bay packer even though he never left and last week you could kind of throw out as an outlier how to have been weird for green bay to show up in jacksonville as opposed to the superdome and see the saints logo out there and still though it looked like they thought they could just roll the footballs out. Aaron's back, 12's back. We're just going to roll the New Orleans Saints, and they got hit in the mouth. If after all that, if they don't flush it and respond, exclamation points, and lose to the Lions and go to 0-2, sure, their division is still weak, but they would be behind the Lions in that division, and all of us would be wondering what the heck is going on, and then week two to week three – would be filled with a lot of question marks, which I'm sure Green Bay's used to. Week three's at San Francisco. Week four's home against the Steelers. Next Ooh. couple of steps are Lulu. It would be hoove them to even their ledger at one and one on Monday night. Number two is I'll go uh, and stay in this division here and essentially say Green Bay's not going to falter. And if Minnesota falls to 0-2, that's a big-time problem for the Minnesota Vikings. Because they have just lost to the Bengals and they lose to the Cardinals at home uh, in Arizona, which I'm expecting them to kind of do. That if Cousins doesn't come up with one of those Cousins positive games, those plus, those plus games for Kirk, where he finds his receivers. And normally he'll do it against an NFC West team too, and you least expect it on the road. I once watched him do it against the Los Angeles Rams, as a matter of fact. And he lit him up. And um, let's just... Play it out, and if the Vikings go to 0-2 and they're looking up at the Packers, their next two are at home against Seattle and the Browns. 
Oh, boy. I know mean, their first two were on the road. Everybody looked at their schedule. They thought, all right, at least they'll get the one win in Cincinnati. They'll come home one and one maybe if they lose to Arizona. That's a big one. Next one is, this is an obvious one, but, and you could sit here and say, well, what are they going to do anyway? Well, they got a new coach. And they made a big, big huge decision at fourth overall in this year's draft and did not choose the successor to Matt Ryan. Instead, gave him a nice new weapon in Kyle Pitts. And then Atlanta laid an egg at home against the Eagles. Atlanta cannot fall to 0-2. They just can't fall to 0-2 because the rest of the division's already won a game. They're already one game behind everybody else. And man, oh man, who do they visit this week but Tampa? Look out below. Next ones are at the Giants, home for the Washington football team, and then hosting the Jets in London in week five. Winnable games, sure, but not when you're a team that starts 0-2. There's no such thing as games that you should be expected to win. What a tough assignment for Arthur Smith to have to pull it all back together and go on the road, but it is a division game, and you can usually throw the records out. Fourth one for you, Cleveland Browns. Could you imagine they lose at home to the Texans? I can't. I you can't. No, no, no. I, hold on, because you're I the one can't who's. Really and well, that, the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up right now is what you said at the yes on Monday show when I'm talking about how the Browns and the the Chiefs were, you know, hitting each other with haymakers, and you're like, but they're the Browns. They lost the game. Yeah, they did what the Browns always I, do. Well, that's the sensation. If the Browns do what they did in Kansas City and then come home and lose to the Texans, right. to Rod Taylor, who right. was Hugh Jackson's choice to start instead of Mayfield in Mayfield's rookie season. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And yeah. the guy who got concussed against the Jets on the Thursday night because he was still sticking with his veteran, then yeah, Baker comes right. in, you know, with his cell phone and his hat backwards and everybody starts slagging on him, but he's Baker friggin' Mayfield and he needs to win this game at home. Their next games are versus Chicago at home at Minnesota at the Chargers. They got to even the ledger with a team that's coming in. And and I know what they did at home against Jacksonville, but they got to bring them back down to earth. So those are my four teams, Packers, Vikings, Falcons, and Browns. Unless you, do you, you think do we need one more? Do we, do we need one more? Do we need, do we need one more, Mike? Do we need one more? Oh, oh he didn't have it gosh. right. We talked about it. We talked about it. Oh, he's so upset right now. You got I am it? upset because it's like I, I didn't know you were using it now. I mean, okay. come on. You got to give me a little heads up. Did I not say one more? Okay, very good. All right, we'll get one more. Okay, very good. Mike, we only did an entire <laughs> I mean, segment that led know, to that moment. Know, it's like, you can't really put that one on me, people. I mean, it's like, well, you I want to end the we, music. We, we, you know, we did rehearse that one pre show. You weren't listening. Let's act like we're so. not on Peacock and, yeah, I mean, and, like, and all these radio stations okay. that he personally checks us into every single day, every having single a very nice conversation with the guy at Westwood One, unless it's that other guy who doesn't want to talk to no, us. There's a new guy. He's all business. Is that right? Is the new guy who's all business? He's a new guy, all business. No conversation about the family. Just tell the new guy his old business who's sitting there. Pri- yeah. no, I'm assuming right now because he's not checking any other shows in no, Westwood. A new guy that's all business. Mike is, is, is <laughs> he's very, Mike's a personal man. He wants to talk. He wants to talk. Just like a little chit chat. Yeah. How you doing? It's it. How you doing? You're like, hey, this is Mike Del Two from the Rich Eisen Show. You're supposed to say, hey, hey, Mikey, what's <laughs> up, man? Hey. Hey. DJ okay. Mikey D. It's like, so let's act like none of this happened. Okay, great. Yeah. Can I need one more. <laughs> 
There you go. Oh, that's not one more. We'll just edit that together, Rich. Get edit it together, now. Mikey. Don't edit it together, Mikey. Hit it one more time, and we'll cut all that out. No, here we go. Do you think we need one more, Chris? Yeah, I think we, we need one more. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll get one more. Literally spent twenty minutes <laughs> looking for the bite, right. editing now it. Now give me the NFL Films music back. No, uh, give me that. Uh, here we go. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, Val. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Loser that team goes zero two. Washington football team with their backup quarterback until Ryan Fitzpatrick and his hip can get back, and then who the heck knows? If you're pushing 40 and coming back from a, knee, a hip injury like that, I mean, I'm 52. You guys walk, see me walking in. You're like, you all right? All right. I'm like, you're I'm right? Fred G. Sanford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm and I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just like you know, I just we sat got- the wrong way in the car for the last two minutes. You know, <laughs> two minutes. So you got Taylor, and, and of course, there's the Giants. Could you imagine they start 0 2? Yeah, Can you I imagine call. the Giants start 0-2? I know I can. you can. So because because of that, just because of that, I, I think it's it. obvious for Thursday night football that you don't want to lose Thursday night football to go to 0-2. No. You know who could least afford going 0-2? Dallas Cowboys. Hey. No. Oh, wait. Where'd that come from? Dallas hey. Cowboys. Hey. Little... That was damn act together. Yes. Hey, that wasn't mentioned in pretty show. In honor of Ken Burns in his Muhammad Ali, Ali documentary, I just went, uh, coming on later, I just went rope-a-dope on you. He really did. Dallas Cowboys cannot start 0-2. Oh, I mean, that is they true. Can come out here to the house that Jerry helped build. Yes. Jerry helped, you know, pave the way in the owners' meetings to help this place build. I think he even made the deal with SoFi to name the stadium. Right. He's coming out here. He's going to walk around and think he, he's got more ownership of the building than Dean Spanos. He might. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's going to stroll into the building. <laughs> Sitting on the way that Thursday night game ended with the quarterback he gave all that pieces of the pie to, and they start winning. Game starting now, and it's in, in his basic home away from home, SoFi Stadium. <laughs> Instead, the Chargers are going to hand them a second straight loss. And I know you could sit here and say the division is down and weak, but Philadelphia's got a game at home. If they win against San Francisco, tough assignment, but San Francisco's coming all the way across the country. Monday Night Football sitting at 0-2 in your own house with Philadelphia coming in. Oh, boy. You can you can sit. Oh, that first take that day with oh. Irv oh. and Stephen A. Oh. Like, this, the, this all builds up, and that Metroplex builds up. Builds up. Dallas after that. Home for Carolina. You know it's one of those games where, sure, they'll just steamroll Carolina. Carolina starts hitting them in the mouth. Oh. And the Giants, anything can happen. You know anything can happen in that game. True that. Remember what happened in last year's game we don't want to see again. We talking playoffs or what? Dallas, you better win up the road this weekend, sir. You are. That's a fact. By the way, that was two more. So I, that's why I didn't drop. It wasn't two more. It wasn't two more. It was one showing one, but then coming back and then uh, giving you the other. Bam. Yeah, you, th- you threw me off on boom. that one. Okie doke. I thought bam. we were going to talk to Pets. All right, we'll get one more. All right, now now he's laying on it. <laughs> we didn't say before, like uh, I'll give you four, but I've got another one right here. No, we'll hit you didn't the drop. plan that. No, no, no. I mean, that was poor producing. I'm I'm actually going to say, like Whoa. you weren't listening. Oh. 
But you I weren't mean, listening. You guys know content-related stuff sometimes. My mind. We not need to fully... tell you two, three, four different times because you're too busy. No, being I run down. I need a rundown. You're too be. You're too busy being offended by the guy I wasn't not offended. talking to you when you check in. <laughs> I wasn't offended. You get what thrown I'm saying off is by like, stuff like that. I want that. He does. I want, yeah. I, he does. I do. you, you, I Mike, Mike likes the conversation. I'm offended for you. He gets taught. Like he doesn't get it back. He's a little like. Although I just will say this. Did I say something? I know this is not technically top of the show material. It's usually later in the hour material. But screw it. We're on the subject matter. It is fun watching you check in because if the guy doesn't really give you the, the back just, and forth, just you like, can see like he's deflated like, yeah, a little bit. You're like, I know. Let down. Let okay, down. check in, guy. Just ask Mike how he's doing back <laughs> <laughs> and act like you mean it. And like maybe ask him about the boat. Just say, hey, oh, how's the boat <laughs> yeah, running? Like, how's the boat running? Well, the check-in guy also knows he only has X amount of time to get this done. If he starts to talk about Mike I about know. the boat. We have oh, no yeah. idea. You have then, no idea what checklist you know. he's going through. And you're just checking. He's just checking a box with you. And you're not somebody to check the box with. That's exactly You're not a box checker. <laughs> you now know why I'm You're upset. a check-in guy. You yes. check in. I check in. It's more when you're checking in, it's more than just connecting yes. a radio show to a radio central command. Mm -hmm. It's connecting as people. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't like swipe right, swipe left. I, I want to uh, swipe right and talk. You know who loves this kind of conversation and probably misses it? It's Marshall Falk. Fuck yeah. 2-8, <laughs> Pro Let's Football go. Hall of Famer on the subject matter of everything in the National Football League. He's next. Guess who's also on this program? Ken Burns, as I mentioned, the famed documentarian who has documented baseball, as we all know, the Civil War. His latest PBS documentary is on Muhammad Ali. Uh, John Lovitz is on this show. He's on Tubi's Tales of a Fifth Grade Robin Hood. Obviously, one of the matters that we will discuss with John is the passing of Norm MacDonald. That'll be in hour number three. And guess who we have as our Gorilla Glue guy? We'll introduce you to the center of the Oregon Ducks, Alex Forsyth. That's all still to come. Also at the greatest soundbite college football has provided in a very long time. We'll hit on that. But next, our Pro Football Hall of Fame buddy, BFF MF 28, next on the RES. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Marshall, you were here in show number two. Yes. We're about to celebrate our second anniversary. Uh, show number two, you and Marcus Allen kindly revealed the, the bust that the uh, good folks at DirecTV made up. I love up. it. To have a bust, that's big, Rich. So that was an honor. And so it's an honor that you are sitting here for the latest reveal involving the Rich Eisen show. That's going on right behind us here. Okay. Mike Del Tufo, are you out there, Mike? Yes, I'm here, Rich. How are okay. you doing today? I'm doing great. So what are you revealing? Uh, you, you've got uh, right here. You got Right a up here above me is a brand new 
Rich Eyes in Show Sign. A new Rich Eyes in Show Sign. Am wow. I going to do it now? You see this. Yeah, here we go. Let's here we do go. It. Oh, this, this is going to be fun. I just hope it doesn't come down in your what head. What are the odds that he I can't do it show? because the way it's just set put, up. To put down the so, microphone, dude. I can't. <laughs> this is the worst reveal ever. Keep, Take down keep both. Pulling, Del Tuf. Pull. Just put the microphone down. This is good, Rich. This is good. He's going to break down the whole thing. Yes. Pull both of the cords, <laughs> you. <laughs> hey. No, we cannot have this as the reveal. He, he does this audio. This cannot be the reveal. He does audio. He does not do See, manual labor. That's the way it's, it's, up, it's messed up up there. <laughs> I can't look. I can't. Del we Tufo, call this. Up the stairs. Walk up the stairs, Del Tufo. Yeah, okay. The not reveal. He's going to walk oh, up no, the I stairs. Oh, no, I can't because I can't climb to where that is. Reveal. Yeah, you can. It's up the no, you can't. Story. It's uh, you gotta have a cable. <laughs> you guys don't know OSHA rules. <laughs> See, they screwed me. They did this on purpose. I'm convinced. Yeah, it's against you, Mike. I'm telling you. Uh, Del Tufo, just tell everyone out there you don't have any change for them. Just pull it. Give a good Jersey pull. Put them. Yeah, up. there you go. Watch. <laughs> Put the microphone down and pull it. Pull the other one. You're a big man. Yank it. Yank it. Oh, <laughs> This is so much better. Oh, All right, Mike, come back in here and screw up the audio now, Mike. Oh, oh, trust me, there's a new sign in there. The sign reveal was one of the most embarrassing moments for me personally, Mike. It was um, embarrassing for me too, Rich. Okay, I, I, I mean, look, no, I had to wasn't. climb up and uh, take off the white thing. To reveal the sign. So now is it do, now is there a reveal? It's revealed. It, it's it's beautiful. Re okay, let's pull back now. Let's take a look at the there's a rich eyes and show. Hey, look at that. Look at that. And it's got, it's lit. Is it lit? Is, it lights up at night. Up at night, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. We thank the people here at AT&T and DirecTV and Chris Long and the audience and the rest of the folks it's here awesome. at audience. Look at that. That's a nice, beautiful sign. I love that. And if only it was revealed properly by Mike Del Tufo with a Pro Football Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk, here. Oh, we go way back with Marshall Falk. No question about that. That was five years ago. Back here wow. on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We will take your phone calls. We'll talk some college football. Give away our weekly name, image, and likeness deal with our friends at Gorilla Glue to uh, a member of the college football community that's not seen it coming. We love that. Every single uh, every single week we do that now during the college football season on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I, I love this man. Uh, he's the Pro Football Hall of Famer, the man who coined the phrase football heaven when he went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a first ballot man in every way, shape, or form. On the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show is Marshall Falk. How are you, 2 wait? What's up? I'm good, Rich. How's it going? I'm better for <coughs> talking to you. I'm better for talking to you. What, what, uh, what struck your fancy in week one? Because you always watch the game oh, in a way God. that uh, that uh, I I normally don't see it as. I mean, uh, all right. Let me let let's start with this one. I'll I'll be more specific to you. Uh, what what do you think happened with Green Bay against the Saints? Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I so so two things. I was wondering if if everything was okay in Green Bay as far as like. Were the guys really behind Aaron Rodgers? So when the guy decides, hey, I don't want to be here, and then you decide you're coming back, it kind of throws the team off a little bit, Rich. And I feel like that has something to do with it. It's going to take a minute for them to kind of get all hands on deck. But all the film that they watched, everybody, 
everything that they watched of the Saints, it had been so much dinking and dunking the last couple of years. And Jameis Winston actually showed them what the long ball looked like. Mm. And you, it was, it was, it was like, wow, Sean Payton. Uh, this is his offense. He don't have to pick you apart. He can throw the ball over the top of you, and, and that it surprised Green Bay. Now, it looks like the last time we saw Green Bay, because Tampa did the same thing to him. If you think about it, same thing. Took him deep, and uh, man, Green Bay got some problems. Aaron Rodgers said, "Don't worry about it." The coach said, "It's a problem. Let's see where it goes, Rich." So let's let's unpack that a little bit one at a time here. Um, so let's take the last one first, because I know you're a Sean Payton whisperer. Oh, always yeah. that you always yeah. have been. You go way way back to what San Diego State, right? You and Sean Payton, yeah, back to the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, my coach, coach okay. Me. Rick, so what do you think he's going to do with Jameis? That did we get a little look, a little look? See, um, you know, obviously can't guard Mike. He's now got. COVID, he'll be back some point off the pup. What do you think this looks like when it's all said and done? Yeah, I think I think Jameis Jameis put the league on on high alert, and it's it's amazing when you get a quarterback with a guy who can give him the answers. Like he he has the answers to what's going on, and that's just that's that's what it looked like. And we saw kind of bits and pieces of it last year, but um, man, I didn't think he would come out like this and have this opportunity. Um, this is, you know, and, and, and I don't know, maybe Breeze was a little banged up. We didn't see a lot of the deep ball. But, man, to see, to see the deep ball in that offense, it's, it, it like, it struck. I think the league's on, on high alert, like, oh, my God, did you guys see that? Because I saw it. And then when you said uh, the locker room, when somebody says, I don't want to be there, uh, but I, now I'm here, I mean, you know, do you think there were guys in the Packer locker room that took it personally and didn't understand that it was 12's problem was with the front office and not them? You think no, that? No, no, no. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not who the problem's with. Rich, it's just like, hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. Like, it, 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 it's just that you don't want to be here. And when you that, – that's, that's it. Like, you're not, you're not pointing a finger at anybody. The one thing that we want to know is in this game – that everybody that's playing here, they want to be here. That's what we want to know. I mean, it's it's a you know it's, 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 we got to band together, the team that's close together, win together. We talk all that team camaraderie stuff. But if someone's saying that they don't want to be there, and that someone just happened to be your quarterback, albeit business, you stay out of it. You don't count another man's money. He didn't want to. Be, he doesn't want to be there. But he said he didn't want to be there because the front office made a maneuver to say your time is definitely running up here. And his response was, "Then, then get me the hell out of here if you're not going to put me on the the TB twelve plan till I I'm done, you know, and fit, show you I physically can't do it anymore, you know." This, like that always happens, Rich. Rich, this this is how it always happened. Okay, you put person versus entity, and the person is going to always be wrong. Nobody, nobody in Green Bay came out and said to Aaron Rodgers, "We don't want you. You got to go." Did you hear it? Because I didn't hear it. No, but they did make that maneuver to make it seem like you know you're going to go sooner rather than later. You know what maneuver was it? Getting Jordan Love and starting the clock and knowing that oh, you got to. Oh my bad. Oh, that's right, Rich. We can't put a competition at quarterback. <laughs> we can draft running backs and we can draft wide receivers. And we can draft defense alignment, but hell, don't put competition at the quarterback position. Oh my God! But let's give them forty million and just go out and play, but don't compete. That's what you're saying. 
It's been a while, Chris Brockman, since I strolled into a 28 trap. It's no, been you a walk, long time. You walked right into it. There, there was a pulling guard. I think the tackle came. It's a different breed. You, you know in. that. But it's not. He's, that's your guy, man, though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they draft him. They draft him after they said, you know, we were all wondering, can he change his spots with his new coach? And then they go 13 and 3, and they were amazing. And then they draft a kid? Come on, though, Marshall. You know? No, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I do not disagree with you, but here, here's what I'm saying. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, you were drafted late in the first round behind Brett Favre. And guess what Favre did? Continue to play. So now this doesn't fit you? Hmm. Hmm. And, hmm. And so you think part of week one had something to do with it? There's some residue. I, I, I think... I think the continuity of the teams, the togetherness. Listen, we're we're all professionals. Some teams are better than most, but we're all professionals. And when you get at a high level where you got a Green Bay and the Saints playing early, everybody got to be together. And that didn't look like a together. That didn't look like a team that was together. Marshall Falk here on the Rich Eisen Show, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Let's talk about the Rams, bud. Boy, was that first game for Stafford exactly what the hype was all about? Is that what we're going to see? You think over the next seventeen weeks? Uh, I hope so, man. I, I, listen, Rich, and, and listen. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm on record. I want people to know. Yes. I was not. I was not. I looked at Stafford. I'm like, okay, is it Detroit or is it Stafford? I don't know. But Sean McVay is another one of those guys that you put a. You, I mean, he put a Wolf. He, he won a game against Seattle with with, with Wolfwood. I mean, the, the dude can call some plays. He can dial it up. And um, and what they did. Oh man, that was that was beautiful. That was masterful. I just I sent I sent McVay a text. I said, "Look, man, that that was fun. Like when you watch an offensive football game, that game looked fun, and um, the Rams had all the answers to what the Bears were doing out there defensively. And the Bears ain't no slouch on defense. I know, so they no slouch on defense. So there, they, that's indicative of what we're going to see. You think um, uh, there's no there's no cheese right there that we're going to actually see the no, Rams no, play no, like no that. cheese." They have to listen. They they have to dedicate a little bit more time to the run game because mm-hmm. you can't you can't run play action and not run the ball. I'm still trying to figure out why the linebackers and the safeties were biting up when the Rams couldn't run the ball. It just it's you know it's just like it's, I, I don't understand it. But at some point in time, you have to run the football better. I'm sure they know that. And um, when that dynamic is added in, uh, this team it's it, it, they're going to they're going to be tough, man. So defensively, defensively, yes. they lost some guys, but you couldn't tell they lost some guys. So who's the best team in the NFC West, Marshall Falk? What do you think? That's a tough one. That 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 is a tough one. I mean, right right now, um, it, it's it's a, I I can't really kick it. Like I I, I want to say the Rams, but Seattle looks good. Arizona look good. Even the 49ers with the musical quarterbacks, they look good. I just it, it's it's hard to say, Rich. I'm 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 not going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go homer. I'm gonna go homer with the Rams. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. And, and 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 nobody can say anything to me about it. I'm gonna say the Rams. That's what I'm gonna say because they were expected to. And you know what they had to do? They had to hold serve. The other three teams in the West won, and and on Sunday night they had to go out there against the Bears and hold serve, and they did. Marshall Falk, Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think is going on with Matt Nagy and his decision-making with Fields 
And is it a film room thing we're not talking about? Is he seeing a line? Why why wouldn't he just throw this kid in the deep end of the pool? Again, you had a front row seat of Peyton Manning being thrown in the deep end of the pool and knowing how somebody can take lumps and get better and how and we're seeing Herbert in year two and, and what last year obviously meant for him um, to a year two. What do you think is going on with, with uh, the Bears' decision-making? So, so there's, a, there's a part of me that I want to speculate, like I know, because mm-hmm. I play, but, but I'm not in their locker room, Rich. But here's what I do know, yep. because, because we saw this. Um, he has to understand, um, hey, Matt Nagy, I know you're probably being coy about it, but you're a liar when it comes to this stuff, because you told us Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, you did this before. You did this before. Do people not understand? We saw this just last year with, with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. He's done this before, and he stood at the podium and said the exact same thing. And now we have two different quarterbacks, and he's doing the exact same thing. At some point in time, somebody got to say, you're lying. Now what? Now either you don't know who can run your offense best, or you can't run an offense that's best for a quarterback that you have. That, that, that's how I look at it, Rich. I just I, The kid feels... When he is on the field, the team looks dynamic. Yeah. Everybody, it's like they stand up a little taller. <laughs> it's just a different dynamic. And if he can't see that as a head coach and a play caller, he's in trouble. Well, but it's the, what, that's why I'm asking, what do you think it is? And that's why you gave the caveat of, of you're not there, right? So what do you yeah. think it could possibly be that he has shown a – um, some sort of uh, inability to protect himself because he he's he's not seeing the so, field well enough, or what? What do you think it is? Here's what was said. You know, I'm I'm, I'm listening to, I'm listening to, uh, to Collinsworth talk, mm-hmm. and, and, and here's what Collinsworth said because Collinsworth, Chris, don't ask all the good questions, and here's what he alluded to. Now, <clears throat> the one thing that Andy Dalton did was their offense. So the Bears' offense line is not that good. So what he's doing is it's a lot of quick games. Yep. And you, you have to be, in order to run quick game consistently, consistently, uh, and be good at it, uh, you, you, you have to be a little seasoned. Your pre-step read's got to be on, and you got to know where you're going with the ball. And Andy did a pretty good job at that. Um, um, he got the ball out of his hands fast. But as you continue to play, you got to stand in there and make throws. Um, or you have to be dynamic and buy some time and get out of the pocket. And Andy, Andy doesn't bring that to the table. Chris Collinsworth said that in the preseason, Justin Fields held the ball the longest than any quarterback. And he only got that information from the coaches for him to go watch that. Because Chris ain't watching that much preseason football. I understand it's his first game. (laughs) So this had to come from nagging him that he's struggling with the quick game, processing things, getting the ball out of his hands quicker. So here's guess what we do? We line up. We run a little play action. We do the things that he's good at, not the things that you're good at, not, not the plays that you're good at calling. You run the plays that he's good at running. And this is the problem that I see with Nagy. He wants to run an offense that doesn't suit his best players. That's going to always get you fired. Mm, especially since if you've got a play action. Well, they don't have that great of a running back. Hold on a minute. They actually do. I mean, that kid, <laughs> Montgomery, yes. is really good. So, yes. I mean, what gives? I, again, Think about I'm, this, Rich. Rich, let me, let me just put this in. <laughs> You're running the ball down the Rams' throat. Yeah. Which means you should be running play action 
But when they pass, they're going quick game, no play action, just quick game, and they're running the ball well. That don't match up. Marshall Falk here on the Rich Eisen Show, as always, making us smarter. All right, now I'm going to go wide macro. Is there a week one result where I mentioned the cheese? That That's the phrase uh, of taking the cheese. Like it's out there for you to just uh, to take and then walk into the trap and then it just you're shown to be a total fugazi. Is there is there a week one result that we should not believe? Either way, like the Bills losing, don't believe it. Or a team winning and it's just like, yeah, I, I still need to see more. Is there anything from week one on that front for you, Marshall? Um, week one, the cheese that I would not take. Yes, and, and, and here's the thing. And, uh, you, you know I'm hard on, I'm hard on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'm hard. Yes. I, I, they're, and I, and I heard, I, I've heard Michael Irvin, like they're finding <laughs> a victory in the loss. <laughs> <laughs> the silver star lining. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just, I'm just like, I, I, I get it. Listen, Dak looked when when Dak was playing well before he got hurt. Yeah. This is what he looked like, <clears throat> right? And here's 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 my problem that I have. Tampa Bay decided Ezekiel Elliott can beat us. We won't let him. Dak, can you beat us? Throw for five thousand yards. Can you beat us? Mm-hmm. And that's what they said. That's literally what they said. And until until we see that awesome receiving core, and you know Dak do his thing consistently, nobody's going to let Zeke run the ball because they know that's the Dallas Cowboys' recipe to winning. And they're not going to let him cook with the right ingredients. If Zeke Zeke gonna have to make make a, make a gourmet meal with whatever he has, and they, they not they will not let this offensive line and and Zeke Elliott win ball games for Dallas. So it boils down to to Dak and what, what can he do with what they're going to give him. They played one safety high. <laughs> they eight-man box. They played the receivers, a lot of man. Beat me. That's what they said. So I'm, I, I want to see I want to see what takes place, you know, with, with Kellen Moore and, 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 this, and this offense and Dak. I want to see because it's going to be a rough year for Ezekiel Elliott if, if if the passing game can't win games for Dallas. So then what can you share what you're telling Zeke uh, behind the scenes? Because I know you're tight with him, uh, sharing play agent. Hard, man. So what do you say? Play I mean, hard. It, play, play. This, this thing is you, you can't win games without, without having a passing. This, 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 this league is too fast, too strong. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just allow him to, to, to just carry his team on his back. Um, it, it, it doesn't go like that. And and here's the thing: it's not like he's playing with some inexperienced uh, quarterback or some some you know they're not that young at wide receiver. It's you know it's this is uh, I, I see the silver lining, Rich. It's just like, I, I, and I want to see what happens. I just want to see what happens. I understand they didn't have Zach Martin. That's a huge loss. Huge loss. You know he's a, he's a space creator, and um, hopefully it was that. But the game plan that I saw, hey. Dak throw it 68 times, throw it 78 times. They don't think that that can beat them. Well, I mean, now they, I mean, this week and the uh, Cowboys are going to see a pretty stout front seven again and with a grown ass man and Derwin James behind it. You know, I mean, like that is a Chargers are a good team, don't you think, Marshall? You're, I mean, you're, you're going to, you're going to see the same thing. Right? You're literally going to see a lot of the same thing. They're, they're going to, they're going to say, you have to beat us, throw in. The football. That's you're not. You're not just running Zeke. 
That's not happening. So didn't you, did, I assume you had, you had similar situations thrown your way in your career, in your Hall of Fame oh, career. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. I mean, like Zeke has got to, I mean, there's going to be some times you'd have to think he's going to be frustrated. Just look, breaking the huddle and going again, of, going again, really? Okay, again? A lot of, lot of frustrated. And here's the thing. They go to the line of scrimmage with a run play call, with a check, with a, with a pass play yep. on based on how the defense aligned or if the if next ran in the box. They're going to be throwing the ball. That's, you don't run plays uphill. You know, you, 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 you make sure that's why you have to maximize every opportunity that you have the ball. And there's a, there's, they're not, there's, there's not many plays in the league with it's not a run pass option. There's just about every play is a run pass option, unless it's a short yardage or goal line play. And they, they, you know, it's, you know, call it, run it. And that's it. They don't have that many of those plays. Hmm. What do you counsel, last one for you, Marshall Falk, how do you counsel somebody who's your audio executive who doesn't uh, like it when he checks in with the radio uh, station network um, that, that syndicates your show and uh, he wants to say hello to the guy and the guy's kind of gruff and he's doing business on the other end and you look over and you see your audio executive and Mike Del Tufo and you can see he's deflated before the show. And <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you handle that situation uh, Marshall, you know, I, and I asked someone, you know, that I, I respect you and emulate you in the way that I need to know how everything operates in, in my offense. So how do you think I should handle that? Marshall? Oh man, that's a tough one, man. Here, here's the thing, Rich. Yes. I don't think I'm the, I'm the, I'm the best guy to be making this decision because mm. I am emotionally invested in the relationship with Mike Del Tufo. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you want to say hi to Marshall? I know you've been bursting at the seams this no, entire Marshall, time. We, we, well, I'll I know talk you... to Marshall after the call. You know, I usually talk oh, after. Oh, my God. Usually chat after. Yeah, a long kiss goodbye. Yeah. It's a Jewish goodbye <laughs> from my yes. Italian. Uh, uh... Marshall, it's awesome <laughs> chat with Marshall, man. I love Marshall. I know. All right, Marshall. That's my I, guy, man. I miss yeah. you, Marshall. I miss you too. Wait, let's do this more often. I'll do this as long as you oh, want yeah. to. Let me know when. Anytime uh, you call me out of the bullpen, I'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> I, was just, I told you that was his text last night. I'm like, can you do uh, first up tomorrow? He's like, like wild thing. Bring me out of the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make my heart sing, Marshall. Thank you for the call, there bro. Is, buddy. Take care. Right on. All right, love Have you, Marshall. Morning. That's Marshall. Fuck everybody. Wild thing. Boy, does he know his football or what? Vince is zero words. <laughs> Two one's gonna get really frustrated, but if they, they and and the years, here's how crazy it was, is the number of times that Tampa was getting picked apart on the edges on that Thursday night. Cooper touchdown, Cooper touchdown, C.D. Lamb. They didn't break. They're like, screw it, keep trying. Because we are not going to let 2-1 win. And you'd think the frustration he must have breaking and going, oh, guess we're going to audible out of that run play. All right, I'll do my job. I'll pass protect. Oh, we're going to do it again. Oh, we're going to do it again. Oh, we're not doing it? You want me to run into that? Okay. How many times? And then and then the fourth quarter you're thinking, all right, guys thrown for a million yards. Maybe they're just going to loosen up. Nope. They will not let him beat them. You ready? You ready for Dak to have to throw it 45, 50 times a game? Because that's yeah, the what it's going to look like. The only thing are the Chargers aren't the Bucks, So They're pride. They're not the Bucks. They are not the Bucks. They're so, not the defending champs, and they're not raising anything in that house except, you no. know, the figurative roof for their fans to be there. And I'm sure it's going to be wild. You know, the number of times that you heard either Steve Levy and the rest of the Monday Night Football crew or the Mannings talking about 
how Derek Carr is trying to shush his own crowd in Vegas to be quiet for the play signals. Yeah, Justin Herbert may have to go. He it was so loud. It was yeah, loud. it was so loud when Bears fans were cheering yeah. the other night when the Rams were having the full house. The number of like, if I'm Brandon Staley, I'm telling Justin Herbert to get ready with a silent snap count yeah. on Sunday. I'm serious and be ready, be ready because it's going to happen. All the Cowboys oh, fans from all over, so many except for TJ, yeah. will be there. <laughs> he has no comment. You're thinking about going, though, right? You gotta go, You're TJ. thinking about going. I, TJ, I'm really not. Go. He has literally no desire to go. You, you will not have go. to go. All right. We have two more show days to talk about this very <laughs> subject. Let's take a break. When we come back, Urban Meyer has talked about the hot rumors that USC is interested in him. Schefter with an interesting tweet who might be in the USC uh, target. And then the soundbite of the year in college football coming up. What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in a national in championship. That game. <laughs> You mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. puts you on the map? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I I, I think he's ever been. I mean, he, 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 was, he was squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then... Um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he pulled me to the side. Like, what, what were you thinking, you know? Um, so like after, the you won, after you won the game mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean... You know, he he pulled me to the side. He said, you know, well, why did you take the set? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him. You know, so I, <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship. So I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and like he looked at me like I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I didn't know what else to do in that situation. I was like. Okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand and he just moved off. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh man, I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey, I was like, oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope, it's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. Oh, yeah. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you need to know about this program. And join uh, the burgeoning number of people who have been hitting the subscribe button on our YouTube page. We greatly appreciate it. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We had a uh, banner day yesterday right there. And uh, we greatly appreciate every single human being that uh, hits a subscribe button. It means a lot to us because our entire archive is there. Our seven-year anniversary is coming up in three weeks. I don't know what we're going to do for that. You know what, what we'll do? What is uh, another show? <laughs> October 7th? Is that what it is? October 7th? Seven year anniversary of the 6th, Rich. Is it 6th? Yeah. Okay, good. What day of the week is that? Are we on the air? 
Chris Brockman? Uh, no, I was looking up what you get for oh, year oh, seven. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, here we oh, go. Is that like um, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen show? <laughs> hey, everybody. When was the last time you considered your dream? I mean, seriously considered your dream? Well, I mean. This morning? This morning, no, no, morning it's a rhetorical question. got it's, me up at no, 5.15. No, no. Rhetorical question. Oh, got it. Although, I think you could put a, a, a child seat, a kid seat in a Mercedes-Benz. Oh, yeah. Van, a sprinter van. I'd probably go to the game if we had one. It's of those time games. for oh, yeah. you and your dream to get back together. <laughs> you could live the van life in a totally customized, souped-up Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around all 423 national park sites, build a mountain cabin with your dad, or start your own business. Really, whatever you dream up, and it's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about. So expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and available gas engine. It runs like a dream, folks. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. So, okay. so it looks like year seven, guys, for anniversaries is wool is the gift. Okay. Something wool. wool. Well, that's in three weeks. So Okay. Very good. I'm a large. Wool. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Baba Black so, uh, yesterday we had um, Bruce Feldman here, and he's talking about a bunch of folks that might be on USC's radar screen. Everybody's saying Urban Meyer because he's been sitting out here on the Fox set for a couple years, and um, and everyone's been literally every single human being in Los Angeles thinks he would be ready to take the USC job in a heartbeat. Instead, he takes Jacksonville's job, tries the NFL on for size gets waxed in his opener and now the job of USC is open and the smoke is just, you know, choking you from this whole thing. And the question is, is there, is this real or not? Cause we are, that's all everyone's talking about. Urban Meyer directly addressed this and uh, do not, I guess, blink if you're watching Peacock or listen to something else. Cause this is quick. It's fast. Here's urban. Fortunately for you, some rumors came out yesterday connecting you to the USC job. I just, just want to give you the opportunity to refute it. So yeah, it there's no chance that uh, I'm, I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Okay. Wow. Whoever asked the question, just uh, give it a chance to give refute a chance it. To refute it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, I, yeah, no, I'd yeah. say, address it. Yeah, I wouldn't have worded it that well, way, but. Kind of led him to where he wanted to go. I mean, again, Rich, this, I, whenever <laughs> this comes up, it just reminds me of many years ago when Nick Saban was the Miami Dolphins coach and the Alabama job came open and he was asked about it and said, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. And uh, like two weeks later, he was the Alabama I mean, coach. We've heard it over and over and over and over. You know, it's, we heard it over and over and over and over again. And uh, Marty Schottenheimer, maybe rest in peace. He was a, uh, an analyst uh, at ESPN, an NFL analyst at ESPN. He, he, you know, he was so upset about Washington firing their head coach and went on the air and blasted Dan Snyder. And even when he went off the air, there was a rumor that he would, he was on their radar screen and he was walking around the office saying, that's no way. Guess who was a head coach. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It just happens yeah. and circumstances change, but I just don't see it. I mean, for him to yeah, try this now after all this time yeah. and then go to another college job. I mean, even Nick Saban stayed in the NFL for a while, you know, enough, not 
Not half the season. I mean, Petrino is the he is the set the bar yeah. as low as possible. But the other thing too, but Urban he had said recently the reason why he mm. got out of he was he didn't want to recruit. He didn't want to be on the road. He didn't want to do all that. Right. He wanted a different life, and the NFL co- coaching is obviously giving him. That. Could you imagine if he did leave? After saying that, like now, like yeah, like really? in like a week or like well, two weeks. Well, I mean, you're going to have to start recruiting soon. Like you're going to have to go ahead and get something rolling. You can't just have your guy. No, I mean your interim guy take the rest of the year. You're going to have to start kicking some tires and get it out there. That, uh, and that's why Adam Schefter tweeted out yesterday, and or that's not why he tweeted out, but that's why you're already hearing some people are raising their hands saying I'm interested, mm-hmm. or. They're interested in this person, Eric Bieniemy, of uh, the Chiefs staff, the offensive coordinator there, who for some reason has not gotten a job in the NFL. Which is insane. By the way, he'd be tremendous. Hey, USC fan out there wondering, is he the right guy? The answer is yes, please. When can we get him? We once saw uh, on game day morning, we once saw, Marshall, I should have asked Marshall about this, but maybe another time. We once saw on game day morning, Bieniemy behind the scenes talking to Adrian Peterson when he was his position coach in Minnesota and was just like, whoa. And Marshall's like nodding his head. I'm like, yep, Eric Bieniemy does not suffer anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Coaches and coaches you're hard. And he, he, could, he could bring all sorts of exotic material to college football from Kansas City. You already take it from there. He'd be terrific. He'd be great. You'd be lucky, USC, if you can land him. The soundbite of the year in college football and our Gorilla Glue toughest player on planet Earth. That's coming up. Do not miss it. Along with Ken Burns talking to Muhammad Ali. But if you're Eric, right, why why go to USC when you can be oh, the Bears coach next year? Or you could go to USC. and Wouldn't you want a college job more than a professional football head coaching job? I don't think so at all. There's uh, 150 oh, college no. jobs. There's only 32 NFL jobs. I get yeah. it. I get it, but... You haven't gotten a job in the NFL. How many times have you gotten? You probably got passed over when Nagy came off of the staff. Maybe. I, I mean, I'd go to USC in a heartbeat. You know who probably doesn't want that to happen? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably Patrick wants Mahomes. just to keep him. Tyree Kill, yeah. How about this? Yeah. How about this, though? I, I mean, I you would... want the best for him, obviously. But if we're winning and we're balling like this, I want you to stay. And to leave in week two or week three, whenever. Oof. I, I don't know if they'd leave right now. Yeah, I, I doubt he'd. I think it would be one of those season. things like after the season's over and then you start setting up shop. And I know that, you know, he's the guy all the way through to February. But potentially, to your it's point, probably, like you got to get, you got to get it out there. Yeah. Because you, you're going to start getting your brains beaten in and recruiting. Somebody yeah. sitting there saying, why would you go to USC? You don't even know who the coach is. Right. Come here. Why would you go to USC? Because that's all they're going to do is fire the guy in the middle of the season like they did the last mm-hmm. three. You know? Yeah, but then you take so, that kid but Mahomes, around to Los Angeles area and go, this is why you come to the U.S. Yeah, I know, like blue chips. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's. I, I think everyone in Kansas City, it's like house money that the guy's still there. Yeah. They know he's not going to, he shouldn't be there now. They they know at some point the has gone. And as long as Big Red's there at the top of the flow chart, you know. I think everyone's going to be just copacetic and want the best of all the assistants to get what they deserve. And I think a college job at USC for Eric Bieniemy would be pretty, pretty cool. You know, I think that would be a smart move because he is a man who is a leader. He is in your face and he is dynamic. 
and he has got all sorts of institutional knowledge of offense. My gosh. Him and Chip Kelly in this town would be a lot of fun. <laughs> right. I mean, Chip's Those got UCLA back. Yes, he does. UCLA's back. They're back. Back. Well, I mean, football, we got to take baby steps, but in college basketball, I personally witnessed not a lot of fun. Mm-mm. All right, when we come back, the soundbite of the year in college football, if you missed it, don't miss it. Gorilla Glue, toughest player on planet Earth, and Ken Burns, we're going to talk to Muhammad Ali an hour or two, with you as well.